you, thank you. I would introduce uh, Sakti, myself. It goes in short, Sakti, right? No need to say Sakti Vail. Yeah. Uh, so Sakti and myself met in Singapore uh, several years ago, I'll say it's almost uh, 10, 12 years ago. Initially, we met through our mutual mentor, Mr. Stanis Benjamin. We always give credit to him because he's a good man. Uh, he, first, he looked after me like his younger brother and got me started when I left my job as a fire, fire officer to go into the world of training, which was like, you're going into the, you're, you're going to be fighting now with the wolves. Who is going to look after you? And I remember they told me, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You are not. And I said, all right, let's, we'll we'll, I guess we'll figure it out after a while. But people like Stanis honestly helped me get started. And then later on, I got to meet Sakti through Stanis. We met at events. I think we shared coffee sometimes. We just had a conversation. But what really struck me was, bro, you're always very focused. You look very, first you're a commando. So like you can help it. Like, I'm like, who is this? young man who is like looking so focused and he's moving really quick so that struck me about you little did i know that you're going to become such a big machine <laughs> in the visibility industry and i thank god thank uh, the fact that internet is around we've kept in touch and i thought you know what this podcast needs professionals like you and uh, let me read a little bit about sakti because some people who who is mr sakti okay Sakti is an international speaker and coach, entrepreneur in the financial services industry. Before joining this industry, he spent several years as an airborne ranger in the military with the rank of a major for 11 years. And since he embarked on this journey, he has been rising and rising and rising as far as I've been observing. He specializes in helping individuals create visibility that will enable them to boost their personal brands and of course, to grow their businesses as experts. Uh, the goal of that, the ultimate goal of that, of course, is to achieve maximum performance. So I feel very honored to have you uh, on, on Ramp to Success with my partners, Steve and John. So Sakti, please let's give him a big uh, warm welcome to- <laughs> Thank you, I mean, it's- uh... Awesome, you know, the way you introduce me. Thank you so much, um, Gideon. You know, uh, as, as you know, the, since the time I know you, you know, the only reason why I love to be around you is because of your kind words and you know, the way uh, you can make someone feel. So, I think that's the thing, uh, Gideon. You have already said that, uh, uh how we met, uh, but uh, just uh, let me add on something about Gideon. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, people connect because there's something that we have in common, uh, in terms of what we do. Or, you know, there's a connection in people because you know that someday we will come back together and collaborate and great, do great things, you know. So our our connection, I think, came out in that way. We, we knew that, you know, there are things, big things coming in our way. And we, there was a good connection when we first met, I think, what, uh, like what uh, Gideon said about 11 years ago, 10 years ago. But uh, yeah, and here we are. And we have grown from when we, where we were together. And now we have come to a level now think uh, that we can come together and even give more value and impact others with the experience and the knowledge we have. So Gideon, uh, of course, Steve and John, it's an awesome opportunity for me uh, to be here all the way from Singapore to join you guys. Thank you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. We're honored. We're honored. We're honored, Sakti. And you may be wondering, now it's going to be a round robin. We're just having a warm conversation about the issues. I send you some of the questions. So these gentlemen, they've done lots of interviews, but we want it to be a, a conversation between professionals who are going through the mighty jungle of life, trying to figure out a path for themselves, for their businesses, and also serving other people. So it will be, I throw in one question, they throw in one question. So if I were you, Sakti, I'd be saying, how did Gideon get to know these guys? They're living in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's living on the West Coast. How did they get to meet? All right, get ready for this. We met in the back. We, we, met, we met in a rental car. <laughs> we, were, we, were three, we were three guys in a rental car having uh, warm conversations, nothing bad, nothing dirty, nothing silly, okay? <laughs> Just want to be very clear about it. We're talking about careers, we're talking about families, we're talking about professions, and we had been attending a workshop that was training us to be very effective corporate trainers. And the company that we met, I don't want to call the name, but it got us into the same room, trained us for one week, and then they started flying us around the country from one spot to another. So I, I met these guys like in the trenches and they, 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 they were fun people then, they continue to be fun people now. So my first question to you, Sakti, is what drives you? What makes you get up every day and do what you do? I know you have some routines, we'll come to that, but what really drives you to move from army, get into financial industry and you're excelling every single day. What, what gives you that kind of drive? Um, now, before I answer this question, I just like to say this. Uh, the three of you guys, you know, I've always heard of things like, you know, great minds connect. Um, and you are a classic case of, you know, you guys connected in a rental car. So I know that's, that's awesome, you know, amazing. Right. And now coming back to your question, uh, I think what drives me is uh, the, the, it's actually fear. Um, you know, uh, I always believe that. I mean, if you really think about it, right? Uh, if I assume that uh, being in the financial industry, I'm sure Steve will also agree. If I assume that I live up to 80, I got about 28,000 days. And that's not a lot of time if you think about it. And I've already bypassed more than 50% of that. <laughs> if I live up to that, right? <laughs> and, and the thing is that, so the question is when I turn back and ask myself, what have I done, you know? And, and what can my kids one day come and say, this is what my dad have achieved. And it doesn't have to be um, dollars and cents or legacy in terms of... Um, uh, just a big house and luxury, but it's it's the impact that we make since we have been here for so many years. I think that's one fear that I always ask myself, you know, am I spending my day wisely making a difference to others and to myself? So I think this is one thing. So um, as much I'm in the military, but every day when I wake up, I'm thankful that I got another day and I got a full 24 hours to do whatever I want to. I think that's one thing. I, I wake up grateful. Uh, that I got another day. I think that gives me the energy that, you know, I've been given another chance. Let's do this. Let's make today a wonderful day and, and make things work. I think that's one thing. And of course, we will be talking about goals, right? Um, now, I think human beings, we are a goal-oriented species. I mean, we got no goals. Uh, that's it, right? We, we have no direction and we'll just go. But I think when you look at the bigger goals and you break it down into smaller goals every day, you know, a journey to a thousand miles starts from a single step. So I know every day, it's that one step. So when I wake up, I know that whatever I do today is going to get me one step closer and that excites me. So, so that, that is the key thing that excites me every single day and drives me to go. Wow. <clears throat> that is fascinating. That is fascinating. I know John must be having some questions. Steve must be having some questions. I'm just going to zip up for a minute and <laughs> let these guys take it over because that's fascinating answer right there. Thank you so much. 
you actually led perfectly into a question that's, I've asked some of our our guests this same question because I'm always fascinated at different perspectives uh, on goals. So to me, I I, I see sort of two different camps uh, when it comes to goals. There's the smart goals, people that believe that you have to have a very specific goal that's measurable and all those things in the smart goals. And then there's another camp of people that they're kind of like uh, in the United States, there was a famous basketball coach back in the seventies, John Wooden. And he won, I think like six or seven national championships with his team. And he used to tell his team, don't worry about the other team. Don't worry about scores. Don't worry about goals. Just focus on the fundamentals and yourself and improving yourself. And if you just make yourself better, everything else will work itself out. So he didn't focus a lot on specific stated goals. So I'm curious, what is your perspective on how you approach goals? Um, Now, for me, I think I'm a hybrid of both. I I don't believe in competitors. I I believe in uh, dominating the game directly. I mean, think about it. If you're going to play the game, you know, you play to win and you dominate the game. Why, Why settle for less, right? So whether I can do it and I can achieve it, that's another part. And that's what makes the game exciting. You, you work towards it. Um, and, and so I'm very clear. So I, I don't worry about competitors because if I dominate the game, you know, it's like running, right? When you're running and you're just focused that I'm going to run in this timing and that timing is a timing that not many have achieved. I know that I'll, I'll beat all my competitors. I don't have to run and look back at them because I know that I just got to focus on that time. So that's, that's what I believe in. So uh, I'm in the hybrid because uh, I believe that any goals should bring us to a next level from where we have been yesterday. So there should be growth, right? Anything that doesn't grow is as well. So, uh, and, and so that's, that's, that's my key belief. And I, I realized one thing uh, that I learned from my uh, very wise man, my dad, uh, he passed on two years ago. But one of the biggest lessons that he taught me was, you know, Sakti, you, you're going to live your life either achieving your own goals or you're going to be a resource to achieving others' goals, you know? So, so, so what are you going to do? And that was a question that he had. I, I couldn't answer. But every day I remind myself I have ownership to my goals. So yes, I need to have goals. You know, uh, I need to have something to have a standard. I benchmark myself, and I believe in having massive goals and uh, you know big goals that uh, that is like wow, scary. So that that excites me even more. Maybe uh, virtue of being in commando and uh, uh, ranger is like you know just just go for the big ones. And then you know all I got to do is work myself to to have massive actions. You know, work harder and do it. So. Uh, John, I'm a hybrid, actually. <laughs> I love your answer. You just teed me up for another question that I had, and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let somebody else jump in. Um, Steve, you, I guess. You mentioned being a ranger. Um, I've never served in the military, but my, my dad was in the military here for, for 30 years, and I, a lot of my family has been in the military. Um, and so I've, I've always thought that it was interesting that people who've not been around people in the military sometimes don't understand a lot of the skills that you develop being in the military, uh, especially if you're in a combat arms uh, type of, of a position, because they just have this picture of what they see in the movies. Um, but I know being a ranger, you must have learned a lot about leadership and working with different types of people and problem solving and lots of other skills that you can apply to many, many other types of professions. So I'm curious, when you got out of the military, what made you choose the particular path that you chose professionally? Um, 
maybe I'll just give you a story thanks to uh, Gideon. He taught me to be a good storyteller, right? <laughs> He's the man of <laughs> stories. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, before I left SEF, uh, Singapore Armed Forces, there was an incident where, um, you know, we were in an overseas training camp. I can't mention the country, but there was a jet airplane crash where I lost three of the servicemen. And uh, one of them uh, was having a beer the night before. And he was telling me of his aspirations of what you want to do. So he survived, but uh, he got badly burned. You know, right? So uh, he was quite serious. I think that hit me hard. I mean, if you walk on the road and you get hit by a car, fine. But if you are sitting in, 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 a, in a military camp and a jet plane just crashes right smack where you are, uh, that hit me hard that, you know, things are uncertain and, and, and there are many things in life that you got to start thinking about what you want to do and take action. So that hit me hard, you know, because I was still comfortable being in uh, the army because it's still a comfort zone, right? I've been trained and I, I, I know that the environment is something that I'm very used to. It's a secure environment. I'm good in what I do, especially. So why would I want to get out of the comfort zone? So when that incident happened, I knew that I can only grow when I get out of there. And I also realized that at the moment when I handled that situation, you know, uh, uh, it taught me that I'm actually uh, certain skill sets are only good when they are applied. And, and military, yes, I will apply, but can I bring this out to more people to, 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 to use this in their own personal or business development? And that, that made me thought that, you know, that gives me a certain level of purpose. And I, that, that's the key reason why I left. And when I, why financial industry, right? Um, now, I don't know about US, but over here in Singapore, um, Gideon may, may agree that there are a lot of financial planners out there and uh, a lot of them tend to, not a lot, uh, at least, uh, but usually the 80-20 uh, rule, right? 80% tend to sell products than services. So when I came, why I came to this industry was when I went to the parents of one of the servicemen who passed away, they were old, you know, uh, and he was, the son was their retirement plan and he was no more. So they had no arrangements. They have given everything to their son and he's no more. And he had no insurance plans, no coverage. So that's it. They were left there hanging, hoping for some help. And that hit me hard. It's like, I felt bad about what happened to them. So the question is, who's going to do something about that? So that's the reason since I had a purpose to make a difference and I was good in what I did, then can I go to the industry and make a difference? So that's where I went in. And what made it even more interesting is now that I'm here and I'm doing well, can I you know, multiply the number of people who can do just as much or even better than me. So that became a purpose that uh, rather than just being a, a financial consultant or advisor, uh, I'll be an industry changer, do things differently so I can uh, make sure that the people get the kind of services, people can get the kind of uh, value that they really truly deserve. I think that was the key inspiration, John, um, that made me want to just leave. It was uncomfortable, but uh, as we all know, right, uh, one thing that I learned is um, you know, getting out the uncomfortable is where growth happens. And yeah, and I think I somehow or other was well trained to be uh, comfortable in an uncomfortable city. That's what I did for me. I would think so. <laughs> yes. And the insurance industry can certainly make you uncomfortable in a lot of different ways. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, a great, uh, great story. I think that, you know, one of the things that is so powerful, whether it's in the insurance industry or elsewhere, is stories like that really help people think about taking action and taking action is, is what uh, people need to do when it comes to insurance, because so oftentimes they're so willing to procrastinate for a long time. <laughs> and so that's why it's important to have folks like yourself out there on the front lines. Let me ask you this. I want to, you know, one of the things you talked about, I talked about a variety of things as it related to your goals and, and some of the things that you've done in the military and, and elsewhere, but so much of that is about your mindset. What, 
advice, suggestions? What do you tend to do to make sure that, you know, especially when you're leading people and especially when you're doing it from a sales standpoint, what do you do to help not only your own mindset, but those of those folks that you lead as well? Sakti, what do you think? Yeah, uh, no, I think, of course, we, we, we have a lot of um, explanation out there, you know, uh, the difference between fixed and growth mindset and so on. So I won't go into the technical aspect. To keep it simple, uh, I think the first thing is making a choice, right? Um, and I use this term, um, uh, the choice is, would you like to be, you know, would you like to rise above mediocrity? Uh, it's nothing wrong to be mediocre, do the same things that everyone do. But if, if, if you want to rise against that, it's a commitment that you are making. And, um, and it's a choice that you can make. You are never wrong, right? If you decide, I just want to be uh, in a specific job, be comfortable, it's fine. But if you are really looking for making a difference, then are you willing to pay the price? So if you are, then it's a choice that you make. Because we all have choices, so long as we are able to face the consequence. So you make a choice and you are committed to it and you are willing to face the consequence, bang, you are there. You, you are mentally prepared that that's what I'm going to expect. So... Um, the, I won't even call it advice, but an experience is uh, I always tend to overplay my uh, potential adversities that I'll face. So if I know, like, for example, when Gideon called me and, and I knew that I had 10 minutes, I made sure that I'll be in five minutes, you know. So, uh, and, and, and that's the thing, right? You don't give yourself enough room to give the reason, but just say, you know, it can be done and do that. So I guess it's, it's based on choice and uh, the rest will. And, and I think it's also on the desire, right? When you want it so much you will do everything possible to one. So going back to mindset, I think uh, it's us, the choices that we make and how we see things. That is really interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I noted, and I guess uh, the gentleman on the call noted that you promised 10 minutes, but you were there in five. I'm like, okay, now he's showing all his commander instincts. Boom. He's like, he's right, he's right here before the enemy. <laughs> and was thinking five, 10 minutes. No, he's here, right here now. So the enemy is unprepared, but thank goodness we were prepared. And uh, this, this is going, uh, this is going in the direction that I, I, I really appreciate. Something that I don't know if our guests know or the co-host is that <clears throat> you, since you left the army, you're still running literally like every day. And you run really long hours. You still do your training. And I will bet that you're still keeping very much in, in very good shape. And I know a couple of weeks ago, we compared uh, uh, the screenshots of our running distance. And Steve is also into running. I consider that one of the routines that keep you, keep your mind sharp. Can you talk a little bit about running as a routine that you've kept beyond your active military days and running? as something that sharpens your mind. Because I say that, I dare to say that because it sharpens my mind more than anything else. But we'd like to get your view about that and maybe our listeners, our followers can also find other activities that they can do that will uplift their soul, sharpen their minds and clear their hearts to do good work. Uh, um, now, I, again, I want to use this word. Um, now, uh, people have a negative connotation of the word fear, right? Uh, but I do that because I fear. Uh, I have this fear of aging, uh, you know, I, and, and not aging gracefully. You know, I want to age like a wine, right? You know, um, um, earn my income, spend my time with my family, you know, be healthy. You know, I can, and, and I thought that was important for me. 
And sometimes when I look at some of my own peers within the same age, I, I mean, I'm open, I'm 44. So I, I will say, you know, prime of my age. But there are guys who are at that age who are like telling me I'm old, you know, I can't, this is not for me. It's like, what? You know, you are just 44. So I think it became a case that I never want to be in a case where even when I have my grandkids, I got two daughters now, they are still young, you know, oldest is 16. You know, when I got my grandchildren, you know, I want to be there to be able to run with them and say, come on, let's go, you know, follow grandpa. You know, that, that's something that I, I take it uh, seriously for myself, something that I look forward for. And now, yes, why do I run? Uh, basically, I think when I run, what happens is that usually whenever I feel that I have got a lot of stuff in my mind, you know, it's cluttered and too many things, I realize that the best solution for me is to just get out there and run. So I do two things when I run. Either I listen to, you know, uh, uh, now my favorite music that I always listen to is either ACDC and, uh, or, or Metallica. You know, these two songs, I'll just listen and I'll just my mind go. And I think what happens is that I, I get to center myself. I, I get to start thinking away from all the other distractions, um, just looking at the problem. And then from there, slowly things about what would I have done. And I'll just let my mind run. So what happens, I don't control it. I don't control my thoughts. I let it run freely. So by the end of the run, I realized that I got some kind of options for uh, the issues that I wanted to settle. I feel more centered. I feel more, um, I'll say, I, the other thing is that I feel a sense of achievement because, you know, I've just done something that I wanted to do, right? Exercise, sweat it out. And, and the feel good factor, you know, you know, success begets success, right? When you do something good, you find that you will always have inspiration to do something better. So I realized when I come back, I, I get decluttered. You know, I feel more clear. And that that is one thing. And it became an addiction. I will use the word addiction, not even habit. <laughs> that now that if I don't run for like two days in a row, uh, I feel like, you know, that's it. I, 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 that's not good, right? So it became an addiction where I just enjoy the run. So I think that that's the key thing. Uh, it centers me. And yes, I, I will strongly suggest, even if it's not a run, if it is something like a breeze walk, uh, depending on the situation, just sweat it out. I think uh, that's the key. Sweat it out away from all the other distractions. You know, if you need to put the phone away, unless you're listening to podcasts or whatever, just put it there or listen to the right stuff that will tune and focus your mind to that one thing uh, that we want to focus on. Amazing. Amazing. I absolutely agree. And I'll let Steve comment on this because running clears my mind. Running gives me ideas. If I'm writing a paper, whether it's a scientific paper or not, if I'm struggling with how do I connect two tissues? How do I connect two dots? I go running. If I'm not listening to a book, an audio book, and I come back, I have the connecting idea. So it really purifies my soul. And believe it or not, Steve has a secret agenda about marathons. How about Steve share that with us? Because we're all about creating positive routines. And we're learning from Sakti how running rejuvenates him. Steve, why are you on this mission, this special mission to run all the marathons across America? Tell us, how does that contribute to you professionally? <laughs> You're throwing me into a mission I didn't never signed up for, Gideon. Um, <laughs> no, I, I have, I've run a, a fair number of marathons. But, you know, the thing that is really interesting is as you get older, and, and I'm quite a bit older than you, Sakti, but as you get older, your mindset shifts because if you don't run for two days, it feels like you're starting over because you've waited and you've taken more than two days off. Uh, you've got to keep running because otherwise it's downhill much quicker than it would have been when you're 40 years old. So that requirement for me 
is if I don't keep running, it's going to be catching up to me. And, and then I might as well just give it up. But uh, I think just Gideon mentioned, I live, listen to a lot of uh, broadcasts on my, on my, as I'm running typically books on audiobooks, and they really help keep my mind going as I'm running. But even while I'm doing that, Gideon, I will tell you, I get lots of new ideas that I bring back, even despite running with the audiobooks. Uh, but every once in a while, I got to put the audiobooks aside and just run because, kind of as you said, Sapke, that ability to just sweat it out, forget about everything, let your mind run. And uh, it's a totally different experience. So, once in a while, I leave the audiobook at home. Um, so, I find it really helpful. Uh, I do, I will say this though if anybody's interested in seriously something like a goal like running, if you can get a camaraderie of a group of people, it really forces you to make some of those runs you may not feel like doing. So uh, having a group, a running club uh, helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Steve. And I know John will be jumping in here soon, but Steve, remember oh, to our listeners, to our to people that follow our podcast on the ramp to success, picture a January morning in Kansas City. It's very cold. Uh, yes, the sun is super bright up the sky looks beautiful, but outside is cold. And picture two gentlemen who are at a conference. The gentleman is Steve and myself. Early morning, boom, we went out for a run. And guess what? Two brothers running together and just having a conversation, coming back, sweating, and quickly getting ready for the conference. It, I, I mean, I keep that as a special uh, a gift from Steve because I went jogging with somebody that, I had a good time, uh, you know, listening to him and not giving excuses about the fact that it's cold. So that really, it, 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 it taught me in a special way. And um, I could go on and on and talk about other people I've run with, but hopefully someday we'll get to run or walk with John or kayak or do some other routines that rejuvenate. So John, uh, what do you do? Or maybe you have some questions about routines that our listeners, our followers can pick up and grow professionally. Yeah, so on the running thing, um, I used to run a lot, but now I generally just run when chased, um, although I did jog my memory the other day. Um, uh, but when it comes to routines or, or habits, are, are there any routines or habits that you have that stand out to you as maybe, um, maybe like cornerstone habits that, that you find have stuck with you throughout the years, maybe more so than others for, for whatever reason? Uh, yes, I think um, one of the key things that I realized that I do a lot is actually this habit of visualization. Um, I do that and I think it's became a second nature, uh, whether it's, it's a business appointment, whether it's a business, um, uh, you know, a presentation up there. And, and to be frank, when uh, Gideon told me about our podcast, I actually visualized how it's going to be way much earlier when I was having my nap in the afternoon here. So, you know, so uh, it's something that I do. So one of the key things I do to help me with that is actually I meditate. Uh, mm. It's something that I do twice a day. I do it in the morning. I do it in the evening. And I think uh, uh, one thing I realized that uh, though people are talking about be busy, do things, the hardest thing to do is just sit still and not do anything and think about anything. Otherwise, so, that is yeah. so. I'm glad you you said that because I've tried meditating uh, several times over the years and have failed. So, what what advice would you give someone like me who 
I hear so many successful people talk about the merits of meditating. And yet I feel like I've, I've not succeeded at starting the habit. Any tips for someone like me? I think um, the key thing is don't have any um, specific rules or, you know, uh, don't let anyone tell you, or oh, meditation is about sitting there still for half an hour. You know, you've got to, uh, I think meditation is about, as I say, right, it's just sitting still and um, not doing anything and not thinking of anything. And that's hard itself. So, yeah. you know, I, I realized that when I first started meditation, uh, I realized that I thought about things that I never thought on a normal day. It's like everything started coming <laughs> in. Because of life, right? uh, when you tell it not to do something and all the more you will start wondering and start doing things. Yeah. So I, I will say that the key thing is, you know, get yourself in a comfortable posture. Uh, of course, they say normally you sit on the floor with cross leg, but if you think it's sitting on a chair, then fine. Um, you know, sit up there. And I think it's breathing. Relax your breathing just like... Um, um, you are relaxing yourself, close your eyes. And sometimes the best thing is um, think of something that you like, something that, uh, like for me, I think I think about the sun. It, it's source of energy, right? So so I, I meditate and imagine that I'm draining, I start the day draining, or not draining, but uh, taking the energy from the sun. So when I walk in the sun, I'm, I'm just like, you know, uh, some mutant from X-Men. I'm just getting energy from you. So I'm drained out, I'm like consistently, and I do that. And so I just have a, a sun uh, uh, visualize the sun and I just do that. So I think the key thing is keep it simple. Uh, and if it's five minutes for the first day, then fine, it's five minutes. And I think uh, we are also training our mind, right? So I think start slow um, and just do it. And after some time, you realize that you will start enjoying it. You will feel good, better at it. And you know you, you will want to do it longer. So don't uh, uh, maybe worry too much or it has to be 10 or 15 minutes. Trust me, three minutes of just doing that or trying to do that, it's a good improvement. And all you've got to do is just consistent progress. That's great advice. Thank you. Very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Sakti, I know you are doing a lot of work uh, that can help people in the area of visibility. And I, without a shadow of doubt, know that you have a good presence on LinkedIn and your visibility is consistent, is professional. What are some of the ingredients uh, or what are some of the things that you're putting into that effort to have such good visibility for yourself and which I know you're also beginning to export or you're beginning to share it with your clients? What are the key elements of visibility that you could give to a beginner or to someone who wants to establish good visibility online in the, in the context of today? I think there are two areas, right? Um, social media platform today, I think we have our personal which is Facebook, which is uh, Instagram. And then LinkedIn is more on a professional kind of a platform where we talk to people about you know, what we do, what we can offer and everything. So I think the platform is important. But when I when uh, I was very active on Facebook, uh, where I talked about it, when I run you know, with my kids, uh, like my, my girls, they run about seven kilometers with me uh, uh, when we had our circuit breaker, but in slow pace, no time, no pressure. You can stop, you can walk, no problem, but you know, just have this sense of accomplishment. But uh, I think creating visibility, the first thing, or I would say it's three things that we got to take note of. Number one is, of course, um, uh, for me, I think it's always positioning yourself. And you need to be clear what you want to position yourself out there. You want to position yourself as an, a good father, um, uh, expert in, in, in a profession, depending on the platform. You got to be very clear of what do you want to position yourself to be. Then that will uh, be very clear what kind of contents you need to put out there. So I think uh, that's the first thing because a lot of people are unclear. They just put things that they feel for the day, you know, because we, we are emotional people, right? We feel happy, we put something nice. And then, you know, sometimes we feel sad or there's a bad experience, we ramble on social media. So it becomes a place where you just download what you feel. But we've got to be very clear. 
Um, so I think positioning and the more you are real and the more you don't have to put up a facade that, oh, you know, I'm a professional, but be real, be authentic, be yourself. Uh, the good thing about positioning and personal branding that I really believe is no, there can never be another Sakti, another John, a Steve or a Gideon. You know, we are unique by ourselves. Let people see the uniqueness in you. That's what they want to see. And if you can tell your personal stories, even to the extent of being vulnerable, which I'm always, you know, times where I'm down, times where I tears, I mean, not too dramatic, but again, you know, experiences, but there must be some kind of learning that they should take away. So this is what I, I did and, and it worked well, you know, people resonated with me. They started asking me, you know, Shakti, thank you. Uh, and that's why I realized, wow, you know, it, it's awesome. And um, that's the first part. Today, how I help people is on the professional uh, context of things is um, now when COVID happened, uh, of course, everybody, we never expect things uh, to be, uh, you know, initially it was about new norms, right? Now it became such that it's like, what's the next new norm? You know, that's how fast things are changing. So last year um, in April in Singapore, when we had our first, we call it not lockdown, but circuit breaker, just another nice name, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, when we had that, I realized that, uh, especially in the financial industry, solopreneurs, uh, there goes our networking session. There goes where we just meet people. And I realized that what other ways am I able to put myself out or individuals can put, and I got to do it so that I can validate and show people by example that this can be done. So this is where I started a video podcast for myself, live chats. And I didn't want to have too much content. So I get experts to talk about themselves. And this is where, and it has to also benefit, right? So I tell them to talk about what are the challenges they face as business owners and what can other business owners learn from them. So when I did this, and as I, the profile of business owners, you know, a better and higher came in, people saw me as a professional, as an expert, because I was always, you know, when you are flying with the eagles, you are seen as an eagle, right? And, and that's what. Uh, happened and and i realized that i started getting amazing people up and i each day i had a podcast my visibility grew people knew that, that this guy called shakti exists in singapore right and and uh, he's you know amazing he's so i think he, he just grew right so i guess there was no expectation of what i wanted but i was very clear what i wanted to give the value so when we are out there giving value you know the universe works this way right? we have to believe that um that when you give you don't have to worry you will receive you know, just just keep your hands out there and be ready to listen. So I think that's that's what I do and I help people. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You you go out there, you serve people, and you also lead by example. You don't just say, "Hey guys, you go fight that fire." You're also there in the trenches fighting the fire with them. To use my own bias, so please bear with me. Um, I, I really admire the fact that you're also doing it yourself and. Others can now see that uh, they can leverage that. But there's a saying that you 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 shared, which really caught my attention. When you're flying with your eagles, you're seen to be an eagle. Because who who who's got a, a a a binocular standing by to observe when you're flying? Like no, that's that's not an eagle. That's that, that's not an eagle. No, it, it's no. Once you're all with the eagles. That sure is an eagle. Nobody's carrying a binocular around waiting to see. So that's really beautiful. And it's something that when we thought of bringing you on a, on a platform, we knew you're an eagle. And our platform, we want to fly with eagles so that other people also identify us as eagles. So thank you for bringing it up, that word of wisdom. Um, is there um, a piece of handout or a gift, something that our folks who come to watch this podcast or listen to this podcast can take away from you 
to be able to continue to grow, either in the area of visibility or in professional development? Um, yes, I do. Um, I actually have a link uh, uh, on my landing page uh, that can be given to individuals where um, two things, just an initial video of why you need to create visibility for yourself. And there are some uh, handouts and it's just not notes because I believe today you go to Google, you get all the contents you want. You go to YouTube, you get the contents, but it's certain exercises to ask and self-reflect what is it that you want. Um, like, for example, you know, what kind of personal branding you want? What is the message you want to put across and why? and what you want to do so uh, there are some questions that you can ask yourself and then if you are interested you know like just like all of us right we love to do podcasts um, bring out the best essence then if you want to fly with the eagles then start a video or audio podcast and fly with the eagles invite the eagles in and, and talk to them and right so, so that is where I've, I've actually put certain notes in there to how you can start a podcast for yourself um, and I always believe the house in terms of the technical things you can learn but the why and what you want to do is where you need to be clear of. So this is where uh, there are some notes and I think I've given the link. So I'm more than happy. Uh, do feel free uh, to download. Any have questions, you know, we have LinkedIn, uh, any part of the world, no worries. You can just, you know, send me a message and I will reply. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. I think I see the link here. It's uh, HTTP because I'm old school, so I say I have to go to HTTP. I know the people that born after 2002, they don't even go to HTTP, they don't do www, but I also do that. So HTTP, um, HTTPS colon slash slash www.sakibelltr.com slash creating visibility. Now, you could tell I, I'm, I'm not good at reading. I read as a second grader, but what I'll do is We'll post this link up on our podcast so that our listeners can go there and download it and get to learn how to ask or to ask themselves the why. Why am I doing this? What's my message? And follow those uh, steps that you've given us. Gentlemen, are there some other rounding up questions that we have for Sakti as we begin to uh, wrap this up? Yeah, just one quick question. I'm curious. Um, Gideon has shared with me one or two things about Singapore from his experience living there. And I'm just curious if there's anything about the culture in Singapore that you would like to share with our audience that maybe they might not know about the culture there that you might find interesting or unique about the area. I've never had the privilege of, of visiting there. Um, I think Singapore, I mean, just like America, Singapore, you know, we, we have uh, different religions, um, different races, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I will say that now we are coming to a point where it's uh, about not even racial tolerance, but acceptance. So, you know, we, we live and, and respect each other. And as, you know, as each generation, when we started respecting and uh, we started uh, even get involved in those things, I think that's a key. Why? Because the moment uh, you are able to do that, you will start to practice empathy. And, um, and this is where you will accept certain things that are different. I think that's something key that I'm very proud uh, that uh, over in Singapore we have. Uh, but of course, compared to the other countries, we are much smaller, so maybe it could be easier to enforce, or I won't even say enforce, to have that in place. Uh, that's one thing. And Singapore is definitely an awesome city for food. You know, you, you, I, I'm sure everyone knows it. It's mm -hmm. the best place we can have, from the spicy to the, you know, uh, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> Gideon tells me we should try the durian. <laughs> <laughs> the food um, and I say it's the culture 
uh, that's important. And yes, it's a very busy place. Uh, people are very focused and, and, and you know, they, 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 they are very focus oriented in terms of work and everything. So you find that it's a very busy place. But uh, I think it's, it's an awesome place where if you are really talking about taking a break, you want a sun, good food. I think, yeah, Singapore is an awesome place to be. Cool. Every day. When it comes to food, number one. When it comes to uh, uh, harmony, number one. When it comes to an island in the sun, number one. I, I, I could go on and on and on. So, And you can jog all year round. Steve, think about that. There's no winter, okay, dude? <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we should take a trip. We, we, could, we could take a trip sometime soon. But I know John is also speaking to a group of execs from Singapore soon. So hopefully he might touch base with you and learn something. Steve, is there something else you would like to check in with Sakti before we wrap this up? Yeah, one of the things, Sakti, that we uh, like to do at, toward the end of it is, is something I'll, I'll do at this point and, and ask you, do you have a favorite quote that uh, you'd like to share with our guests? Maybe something that kind of inspires you on a regular basis, something that, uh, that or maybe it's just a, a particular quote that you've heard recently that, uh, that really motivates and inspires you. Um, I do. I do. Short, simple. And I think uh, it's something that I keep it close to my heart. It's uh, make it happen. So that's something that I, I keep it to myself. Uh, why? Because, uh, I mean, things will be tough. It's never going to be easy. Right? Good things never come easy. So uh, my job is to make it happen, to fix things, um, uh, to get it to the next level. So that's a quote that I keep very close. In fact, it, it, it's more than a quote. It's like a philosophy that I believe in. It's like, just make it happen. If you can't, find ways, look at it and make it happen. Yep, Steve, I think that's the key. I love that. That is fantastic. Thank you. Gideon, I'll turn it back to you. So any final question for Sakti, John? I know we, 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 we can, we can con continue this conversation for much longer, but we, we also want to sh show appreciation for his time. He was able to jump in, right? We, we did a poor calculation of time. It's something that we all have to get used to because with globalization, with uh, the lockdown still slowly uh, improving, we need to get better at looking at time zones and all that. But John, I'm sure you may have uh, another final question about how to do something or how to accomplish something. Maybe just one final tip that we could leave the audience with. Um, you had talked about um, the three things about positioning clarity and then letting people see your uniqueness. Um, the exercises in, in that free download that you mentioned, are, are the questions in there focused on, on those types of things or is it a di different type of exercises? Um, it's slightly different. This is more focused on, but it does address that. Um, okay. Why? Because I, I, I didn't focus too much on that because I wanted people to really think a bit more deeper. And sometimes it could be slightly different from what I said. So, okay. you know, I, I want them to list out things that is very close to their heart that they think is important for them rather than me telling them you should do this, this, this. But it will lead okay. them. Um, the questions are meant to lead them to these key three things eventually. Perfect. They will be close. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great, a great note to, to wrap up on. So they know a little taste of what they'll be getting. Great. Yeah. So thank you very much, John, for those inquisitive questions. Thank you very much, Steve, for keeping an eye on 
any lapses in our questions. And thanks very much to our guest, Sakti, all the way from uh, the most awesome city that I know in Asia, Singapore, uh, for sharing your uh, visibility tips with us. For, but going beyond that, talking about the humanity uh, that governs all that you're doing. And I keep two quotes away from today. It's make it happen. And my favorite word of all words is orchestrate. So make it happen is very much, it's like we're, we're, we're on the same lane there. And then the final one, if you want to be, if you fly with the eagles, you will soon to be an eagle. So thank you very much, gentlemen, for, for this uh, warm conversation this morning. We hope that somebody will take something away from this to change not only themselves, their families, their communities, and to make a world a better place. Thank you very much. And bye from On The Ramp To Success has been your humble host, Gideon Fumukwai Fumukwai, on behalf of the three guys in the rental car. Thank you so much, gentlemen.